Are you a counsellor or a psychotherapist wanting to attract more clients more simply? Then you, lovely person, are in the right place because I'm here to help you navigate marketing and remove any confusion and overwhelm that you might feel. Oh, and ditch that critical, nagging inner voice too. So each week I'll offer you inspiration, motivation and practical advice so you can get your marketing done and then get on with your life. I'm Jane Travis and welcome to the Grow Your Private Practice show. It's great to have you here. Hi and welcome back and if this is your first visit it's really great to have you here. So just to let you know I've got a cold. (laughs) I feel rotten. I don't know about you. I can kind of I can manage with like big things that are wrong with me. You know, if something happens, I can be quite brave and I can kind of just crack on with it. But if I get a cold, a cold, I just turn into a child. I just want someone to keep bringing me, you know, cups of coffee and crisps or something like that. And there's nobody here to do that. So I have to do it myself. So yeah, I've got a little bit of a cold. So I apologise if I'm at all sniffly today. Not perfect if you're listening to me, but there you go. So here we go. We're at the beginning of a new tax year, or we're about to be starting a new tax year. Here in the UK, a new tax year starts on the 6th of April. So it runs from the 6th of April to the 5th of April. So yeah, it's a new tax year. And also this happens to, yeah, just happens to coincide with the quarterly action plan that I do every quarter here in the, you know, in the membership that I run. So that's really handy, isn't it? So today, what we're going to do is take a look at how to do a quarterly review and what to include, what not to include, really. Now, I always make a quarterly plan. So a quarterly plan basically lasts for 90 days or 12 weeks or three months. And the beauty of focusing for this sort of longer amount of time is that you can really get your teeth into a project After all, things like, you know, create a website or start social media, they're really big jobs and they're going to take you some time to learn about it, to start taking action and then to become proficient at it. So a couple of years ago, I I never used to use Instagram at all. And a couple of years ago, I decided I really need to go on Instagram because everybody uses it. So I decided that, right, that was going to be my quarterly project and I'd because I'd never used it before, it gave me a chance to really learn all about it, learn how to use it, learn about hashtags, learn about stories, learn about stickers, learn about branding and, you know, to start getting followers, to start increasing followers, to learn how to do that. You know, all of that good stuff, because, you know, it does take time. You know, this is a whole new skill. So when you're learning a whole new skill, you have to dedicate some time to it because otherwise you're going to struggle to be successful with it, really. And it was the same, really, starting this podcast. You know, when I started this podcast, obviously, I'd never run a podcast. Maybe not obvious, but I'd never run a podcast before. So it it takes some time to learn what you're supposed to do, how to do it, but not just that, but to actually, you know, get stuck in, take action, learn by taking action. You have to go through that whole learning by your mistakes thing as well. And that just does take time. And the thing as well is that you aren't doing this in a vacuum. You know, there's still a business to run. There are still clients to serve. You know, you might still have kids, you might still have a house to run. So this isn't you just, you know, doing your business stuff 
like completely on its own with like bags of time to focus on, you know, all of the different things, you know, it's, it's, it doesn't work like that. So it's important to actually carve out some separate time to enable you to really focus on these things. Give yourself a chance, give yourself a, a good chance of making a success out of it really. Because how often do you take on something new? You know, like maybe you start doing something like vlogging and you might almost expect yourself to know how to do it automatically. And it's crazy really, isn't it? I mean, it's a whole new skill set to learn. It takes time and it takes practice if you want to be good. So yeah, so many times I'll see people say, oh yeah, I'm going to start blogging. But the, I, I don't see them say, right, I'm going to devote, you know, two hours every Wednesday to it or something like that. You know, you have to devote some time to it. Otherwise, you're really setting yourself up to fail, to be honest. Now, if you recognize yourself here, I just want to say that I do run a quarterly action plan workshop in the Grow Your Private Practice membership. And this helps members to get focused so that they know where to concentrate their efforts. Now, I know that you're busy. So having a clear focus, a clear direction, so that you can really concentrate your mind on something is going to totally improve the outcome. You know, it's got to, hasn't it? So we run them every quarter. The next one is on the 5th of April. So if you're ready to get serious about growing your practice, come along and join us. You'll be very, very welcome. And also, if you're listening to this after the 5th of April, don't worry, you can catch up on replay. As a member as well, you also have access to the Private Practice Success Roadmap. And that includes all the main trainings like niches and websites, and social media and blogging and creating content. You have access to all of that, along with a really extensive library of all sorts of different workshops, and trainings. And that includes things like mindset, guest experts and like, you know, just so many things. And one of the wonderful things is that you'll never be on your own with this. You'll be with a group of peers where you can support other people, be supported yourself. And we also have things like monthly coaching calls and, you know, so you can always get any questions answered. So if you're ready to take action, come and join us. It's growyourprivatepractice.co.uk. I'll put a link somewhere around this recording and you'll be able to just hop on over. And if you have any questions, you know, just let me know. So I hope to see you in there. So let's get back to the quarterly action plan. So the first thing to do on a quarterly action plan really is to review the previous quarter. Now. I know that this can be tempting to just sort of, it can be really tempting, can't it, to just crack on with the planning, with the sexy stuff and not take time to review, you know, last quarter. But not taking time to review is really a false economy because by reviewing what's been happening in your business, you can see what's been working, what's been not working and where you need to focus your efforts on next. So if you don't already, I highly, highly recommend that you start tracking some of the numbers in your business, because if you don't know what's working or not working, like I say, you're not going to know where to concentrate your efforts. So what should you track? Well, you know, different people might want to track different things. You know, you might have, you know, everybody's a little bit different, but some of the things that you might choose to track are the number of client inquiries. So how many new clients contact you and ask you for details? where they heard about you from, you know, when you, can you ask these people, can I just, you know, can I just ask you, where did you get my number from or where did you hear about me from? That's going to help you to know what's working for you. You could keep a record of the number of actual new clients that start with you 
and the total number of clients that you have for that month. You could keep a track of any advertising costs. You could keep a track of social media followers. You could keep a track of the engagement rates on your social media. You could keep a track of website visitors. You could keep a track of the number of blogs that you've published and the number of people who've viewed them. You could keep a track on your CPD. And if you remember, again, if you're a member of Grow Your Private Practice Club, there are CPD certificates available for all the training. So, you know, they're there for you. So don't forget to go and grab them if you're a member. You can also track some basic income and expenses here, but but I'm not talking about full accounts. You know, full accounts are kind of a separate thing. You're going to be needing to keep some proper records for your tax accounts. So your income, your expenses, all of that good stuff. But I think it's really useful to see month on month what, how much income that you're bringing, what are your expenses? Because, you know, it can be very easy, can't it, for expenses to gradually go up without us really noticing. So, you know, an app here for £10 or a membership there for £7, you know, these sorts of things can really, really add up. So, you know, it's not a bad idea to just keep an eye on your figures so that you know what's happening. Now, in my business, I track quite a lot of things. So that means that I can easily see what's going on. It might be that you want to track a lot. It might be that there's not a lot that you need to track. But I do suggest you do start tracking some stuff in your business so that you can see exactly what's going on. So once you started tracking, then I would say that the next thing is to celebrate all the things that have gone well. This is just such an important thing. And I think that we're so often guilty of just letting them pass us by especially if you have imposter syndrome or if you're, you know, if you don't feel good about yourself, we can tell ourselves that, oh, that's just a fluke or, oh, everybody does that. Well, you know, it's not a fluke and not everybody does that, but you did. So take these things in fully and really appreciate the things that have gone well, because that really helps to get rid of some of that imposter syndrome. So yes, celebrate all the things that have gone well, but also review what's not been working because this can tell you a lot of things about things like self-sabotage. So, you know, maybe you decided last time, you know, the last time you, you made some made some goals, maybe you decided that you were going to grow 100 new followers on your social media, but when it came down to it, you didn't manage that. Well, there are two ways that you can deal with this. One is that you could beat yourself up about it you could say, oh God, I'm really rubbish. I'd never, I'd never get, you know, I never, I never managed to make my goals. I didn't get a hundred followers. Oh my God, I can't do this. Everybody else can do this. I can't do this. So you could go down that route. You could really beat yourself up about it. But this just isn't going to help anyone. It's not going to help you. It's not going to help anyone else. So instead of that, what I would recommend is that you take a closer look. So maybe Maybe you didn't have a clear plan about how you were going to get these 100 new followers. So you didn't know exactly what you were supposed to do. And if you don't know what you're supposed to do, it's hard to do it, isn't it? So maybe you did that thing that I was just talking about, just saying, yeah, I'm going to get 100 new followers. But you didn't think, you know, how exactly are you going to do that? What will that take? Or maybe you were trying to grow these followers on more than one social media platform. And that's going to make your life so much harder. That in itself is self-sabotage. Just choose one social media platform. I promise you it will make all the difference to your results. Or maybe, maybe you were crippled by perfectionism. 
So this perfectionism was kicking in and, and you were telling yourself that, oh, these, part, these posts aren't good enough. You know, there should be, you know, better or have better pictures or... So that would make you doubt your abilities and that would make it less likely that you're going to be going out there posting. Or something else, maybe you were poorly or something else might have got in your way. So by taking a proper look at why you didn't do the thing that you said you were going to do, it's going to help you to protect yourself in the future. So for example, if it was perfectionism that was holding you back, bring that into the foreground and really explore it and really work on it so that it's not just something that's like, you know, whispering in your ear that you're not good enough. You can take it into the foreground and then properly work on it. Can you see how this is going to really help to protect you from self-sabotage in the future? So some questions that you can ask yourself are things like, what have you achieved in the last quarter? Did you have any big accomplishments over the last 90 days? What challenges did you face and why? You know, what, what happened for you? And what lessons did you learn after facing those challenges? See how important these things are? You could ask yourself, what are you grateful for? Or what are you proud of? You know, what have you done that's made you feel proud? That might start me off singing, actually. <laughs> or you could ask yourself, what areas do you need to improve on for the coming 90 days? And then the big question, what is going to stop you? Because when you know how you, what might stop you then, you can ask yourself, how can I protect myself if that happens to me? And ask yourself, is there something that happened that you're surprised you were able to do? You know, give yourself a bit of a pat on the back. And also, are there any new habits that you want to implement over the next 90 days? So there's some questions to ask yourself about, you know, what's previously happened so that you can think about what you want to do over the coming 90 days. So once you've reviewed the last quarter, you can start doing the sexy stuff. Now you can start looking ahead at what you want to achieve. Now, when it comes to um, planning, I encourage members to have three focuses every quarter. So the first focus is your main project. Then you'll have a sub project and then a personal project. So the main project is the most important thing for you to work on this quarter. So this could be about getting really clear on your niche, could be producing a website to be proud of. It could be something like starting to use Google Ads. So what you do when you decide what it is that you're going to work on, you brainstorm what it is that you'll need to do in order to complete this project or meet this goal. So if you want to work on your website to increase the chance of people connecting with you after they've landed on it, step one would be to do the Your Website Blueprint course in the membership. So if you're a member, go and do the Your Website Blueprint course. This goes through things like what branding you're going to need, what pages you're going to need, what to put on those pages, and ultimately whether you're going to do it yourself or have somebody make your website for you. It's going to sort of help you with all of those things. And you might also watch the workshop in the membership about making your own website on Wix. Or it might be that you listen to podcasts about websites or read books or watch YouTube um, videos and start really, you know, learning about what you're going to need to do. And then after you've brainstormed it, you can then start thinking about, you know, what order do I need to do these things in? 
and then he can start diarising those activities so that you know when you sit down to do some work on your business, you'll know what you're going to be doing. So that makes such a massive difference because I don't know about you, there's many a time when I've sat down and thought, right, I'm going to do something for my business. And I, if I haven't previously thought about what I'm going to do, can't think of a blooming thing. You know, I just can't think of anything. So yeah, so have a good old brainstorm. Think about what are the things that you're going to need to do and then get it into your diary. And that means that you're going to do it. Yeah, make a commitment to do it, obviously. Now, the sub project is something that's going to help your business. So it may be something that you've been meaning to dedicate some time to. So it could be something like a hashtag strategy or how to use Canva. So again, brainstorm what you need to do and then get it in your diary. So the sub-project, like I say, it's something that, yeah, you know those things where you keep thinking, oh, I really ought to learn how to do that. I really need to go and like properly look at this, but it's not enough to be like your absolute main focus. So yeah, it's great to sort of just dedicate some time to those little things because then, you know, you'll do it. It'll get done and you'll learn and you'll move forward. And then the third one is the personal project. Now this, I mean, pretty obviously really, but this is for your own personal development. So if you reviewed last quarter and noticed that your perfectionism has been getting in the way, then you might want to work on that. So you might want to check out the training that we've got in the membership to do with perfectionism. You might want to listen to podcasts or read books and work out ways that you can protect yourself in the future. But it doesn't have to be something like quite as intense as that. You know, it could be something like you just want to drink more water or start a regular journaling habit or take a walk every lunchtime. You know, just doing something that you, something that you can focus on that's for you personally to help you yourself. I think that's a really good thing to do. So once you've decided on what you want to focus on and you've started to get some dates and times in your diary, then you're going to be able to rest in the knowledge that you're working on these projects. So should you set goals? Now, this kind of depends on you. For many people, setting goals can be a really brilliant thing that helps to focus them. Now, it's said that just the act of writing down your goal can actually increase your chance of achieving it by up to 42%. Now, that's pretty amazing, right? And they also say that the difference between a millionaire and a billionaire is that a millionaire writes their goals down once a day and a billionaire writes them down twice. So, you know, that's quite inspiring. So get writing, write down some of your goals. What is it that you want to achieve? You could do some big goals about, you know, life achievements, where you'd like to be in five years time. You could have a monetary goal. You might want to be, you might want to write a book or you might want a second, second stream of income. Have a good think. What are your goals going to be? So for some people, this can be extremely motivating and it can just really keep them going. But we're all different, aren't we? And for some people, having a goal can actually work against them. Having a goal for some people can feel like pressure. And that if they don't reach their goal, that they failed somehow and then they go through that whole beating themselves up thing. So if you recognize yourself in that, then, you know, just learn, you know, you know yourself better than anybody else. So just use what you know about yourself, what's going to be the best motivator. And if you're not sure, I'd say just try it. So start off with some goals. Think about what goals that you want. Um, 
just go for it. Like I say, if you don't hit your goal, nothing bad's going to happen. You know, nobody's even going to know, let's face it. So just try it. Just go for it. And if you have a goal of 100 new followers on social media and you finish the quarter with 80, well, you're still 80 followers up. So celebrate that, you know, celebrate it. It's, it's fantastic. Like I say, we're all different. So just see what works for you. But if you haven't done goal setting before, set yourself some goals, have some fun with it and, you know, see how you get on. Okay, so today we took a look at the importance of keeping records. We looked at the importance of having reviews on your business, you know, a regular review so you can see what's been working, what's not been working, what you want to focus on. I I showed you how to do, or I told you how to do a quarterly action plan and how it's a focus really on action because, and if you, do you know what, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while or know that I keep talking about action, Action is the antidote to fear. Action is everything. It's by taking action that you get to where you want to be. So this is called a quarterly action plan because it's all about how can you take action to move you forward and get you where where you want to be. We also had a little look at goals. Some people find goals useful, some people not so much, but experiment, try it, you know, set yourself some goals. And inspiration without action is merely entertainment. So you've listened to this podcast, you've got some ideas. So I want you to now think about what action are you going to take after listening to this podcast that will grow, help to grow your practice. So it could be to set yourself some goals. It could be to think about three things that you want to focus on for the coming quarter. Or it could be that you want to come and join the Grow Your Private Practice membership and hang out with us for a bit. Okay, so that's it for this week. I hope you found that useful. I do apologise if I've been a bit sniffly. I don't think I've been too bad, but, you know, sorry. I'll be all better by next week. I know that. So I shall look forward to seeing you next week. You take care. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoyed this, then please subscribe to the show. And while you're there, I'd love it if you could leave me a big, shiny five-star review. Bye.